Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. My name is Aid. this is show number 308 and we've got the team here today. Hey Rach, how are you doing? Hello, um, yeah I'm good. Uh, I was uh, pleased to be coming to the conversation today without feeling completely ill, so that's nice. I'm kind of just coming out the other side of, of one of my many illnesses that crashed one into the other, so uh, it's actually nice to uh, to be here and, and not sound like, you know, like I'm in a jug, hopefully, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> you sound delightful and it's good to catch oh, you on good form this week, splendid yay. stuff. And Claire, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Aid. As always, nice to be here, getting ready for Christmas. Mm, very and, um, <laughs> Yeah, and hoping that I get a lot of film of Father Christmas because I realised just yesterday that I'm quite low on film stock. So, <laughs> have you been a good girl today? Today, have you been good this year, Claire? Yeah. So I'm hoping that Father Christmas will bring me a load of film. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> what What would you? What's your ideal film? What are you? What are you looking forward to? Oh. Uh, well, um, always, obviously, loads and loads of instant, mm-hmm. um, and loads of. Co- I love Kodak. Kodak. Um, I love Kodak. Any Kodak film. Um, yeah, thirty-five mil and some one twenty. Any film. Any film. Okay. Right. <laughs> sound, sound, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, but uh, well, so Rach, and you've brought us a super special guest this week. I have- a, a festive delight um, we're, uh, in our uh, advent calendar of Sunny 16. Uh, that's right. So um, we have a lovely guest joining us uh, today. Uh, this is James Burris from the Dorset Vintage Camera Hire Company. So we're really excited to uh, to meet James and find out all about um, all about the uh, business. Um, actually, we had connected on Instagram. I think uh, James, is that right? Originally, yeah. That was- some time ago now but yeah that's correct yeah and uh i actually got a message from emma lloyd from analog wonderland not mm-hmm. that long ago saying there's this lovely chap i know called james and he runs this really cool uh, vintage camera hire company you should maybe chat to him on sunday 16 and i was like absolutely <laughs> so uh so it was actually really nice so we've we've finally managed to uh to connect and uh, and get to have a chat so yeah lovely to have you here james um and uh yeah maybe you could tell us just a little bit about mm. what uh what the company is how you came to set it up how we come to be here yeah sure um you know first up thanks ever so much for inviting me to be here this evening um i really appreciate it so i mean as you can imagine it's not my day job um that's something else um but basically i decided to get into medium format film um having done 35 mil for some time and then doing digital for a number of years Mm. i'd always wanted to try medium format um and then once i started trying it i thought that perhaps there's got to be a market there for other people to enjoy that format as well um but as you're aware medium format cameras can be a bit cost prohibitive Mm. um if you want to get started um i live near the university of Bournemouth, um so there's a photography program there as you probably know and i just thought it'd be really good to offer a service where people could try that medium um Mm. from different price points see if they like it um and go from there really but the main thing is is to make it affordable and interesting for people um so yeah that's it really we we've actually been in the midst of um doing a kind of like mini series haven't we guys um on entrepreneurship within yeah. analog photography uh so it's actually really lovely to speak to 
um, somebody who is a, an analog entrepreneur from a slightly different perspective as well, uh, because it covers so many different forms, I think, being able to, to sort of like do that. And you said, oh yeah, it works on my day job. That's something else. But your day job sounds really interesting. When well, we've had this conversation in the past, um, am I right in thinking it's something to do with submarines? <laughs> Um, kind of, it's, it's underwater <laughs> robotics. Um, so yes, it is submarines, but they're unmanned. Yeah, unmanned um, submarines. I said this to Aid before, and he was like, "It definitely sounds like a yellow submarine Liverpool connection there." And I was like, "It's not quite that, is it?" <laughs> well, you said they, you said something about submarines and and yellow and stuff like that, and I was thinking, "Oh yeah," but hey, at the time, I don't it think is. I knew where James was actually from, so it makes a bit more <laughs> sense. Yeah, less of a Beatles connection now. I know it's Bournemouth <laughs> rather than Liverpool, I guess. But it's funny you say that actually, because our other centre is in Liverpool. Um, oh, is it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So if you've heard of Boating McBoatface, that's yeah, yeah. Boating McBoatface, definitely we've heard it. We've heard of them. So, uh, that's you. That's you. That's your organisation, is it? Yeah. Did so my day job is um, the operations. Well, head of training and trials for Marine Autonomous Systems at the National Oceanography Centre. Ah, right. I see. Yeah, very oh, interesting stuff. So yeah. that, and and of course probably very different as well uh, unless you're renting out underwater cameras uh, probably di very different from door to vintage camera hire. <laughs> yeah, I mean the good thing is we get to travel a lot with work, um, so it gives you a really good opportunity to try different stuff. Uh, oh. I sent one of the cameras down to Antarctica with one on the team to give mm -hmm. it a world down there. Um, wow, which so, camera was that? What what's how do you choose a camera to go to Antarctica and and, <laughs> yeah. and what which camera was it? And how did it fare? Um, well, it was a Yashica 635. Um, so as you know, obviously it's sort of dual format. The guy that I sent it down there with, unfortunately, he'd never actually used 120 before. Um, <laughs> so it was a bit of a baptism of fire. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it doesn't take batteries, so crack on. Uh, <laughs> fair, fair enough. You, you, uh, yeah, that's, that's really, that's, that's an so interesting story. Um, that's, that's because i imagine yeah no batteries so no batteries to go cold right so all mechanical so in theory it should it should fare better in the cold shouldn't it but uh um i don't know how 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 robust is a ca is that kind of a camera is it is it a delicate thing or is it a, a robust thing is it does it do okay um the thing is i, I service yashikas as well um as a oh, okay. sort of sideline so i service that one before i sent them down there with it um, he's really into normal photography. Well, I say normal, I mean digital. Um, <laughs> yeah, the dark side. But um, yeah, I gave him a brief on it. He's technically capable anyway. Um, so he, he got some good results out of it. And it was just quite nice to actually send it down you know, when else are you going to get your gear down to Antarctica? So. Well, exactly. I was wondering how the, how the shots came out afterwards. At, um, were you pleased with them? Was he pleased with them? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I developed them for him at home as well in the kitchen. Um, so yeah, yeah, it went well. Fantastic. And uh, in terms of um, the the leap from the day job to obviously setting up the business, how did that kind of like come about? Was it because you were close to the university and you you saw that there was a, a link there, or you know, was it, did it come about from something else? Um, I think it was a happy byproduct, the sort of mm -hmm. geographic proximity of it. Um, obviously, having been a student myself, I'm mindful that cash flow can be a bit tricky. And I was basically just looking at what kind of market is around at the time. Um, so I'd quite like to branch out into doing photo walks 
mm. and things like that, you know, offering a range of cameras, get a group of people together, see what they can do, really. Excellent. Um, so can you talk us through maybe, James, a little bit about how the whole process works? Because I think it's just a brilliant um, a brilliant idea. And obviously, as you mentioned, trying to make the kind of like slightly larger formats um, more accessible to people who are maybe used to shooting with a point and shoot or have got an old SLR that's sitting around. But that that step up to medium format can sometimes be, you know, a little bit more difficult um, without investing a lot of money, like hundreds and hundreds of pounds. So, um, it's really lovely to see how you kind of positioned yourself in the market to be able to offer that. And I was wondering about the practicalities of how it actually works. What's the process? Um, so basically, if you were to go onto the website, um, I only do 120. I don't do 35 mil or anything else mm -hmm. just to keep it kind of simple for people. Um, yeah, exactly. And then I just I separated that down into different categories. So, you know, you've got your SLR type, you've got TLR, and then you've got the folders. Um, you basically look on there for what takes you fancy, what you like. Um, I'm developing a bit of a gallery on there as well. So people that have used them in the past, you can then link that to the camera type that you want. Obviously, mm. on there about the different formats, as you know, you know whether it's the equivalent of 8x10 or 6x6, depending on what you want to get from that. Mm. Um, and then basically, there's a calendar function on there, which is like an embedded uh, sort of program mm -hmm. into the website. You just choose when you want to book it. Um, and then I basically use a courier service to deliver it to you. You use it for as long as you want. Bank holidays are free. And then you courier it back and then the job's done. In addition to that, I also do some lenses as well, um, you know, like close-up adapters for TLRs. So if you want to do portrait work or things like that, you've got that flexibility. Um, and go from there. I mean, I would try to keep it as simple as possible and just keep it elegant for people from there really i think that sounds really really great because you know quite often i'm i am the um i, I got a message from graham the other day saying i'm i'm the um uh the queen of overstretching or something like that and i was like yeah that sounds about right because there's always a million things obviously that i want to do and that i'm trying to like or deliver them all at the same time and i don't really know how to ever escape this um kind of uh, way that i am um i'm sure that there is somebody who would be able to tell me how to do that but i haven't quite found them yet um, so i love the simplicity of what you're doing that it's just medium format and we're solely focusing on that um and it's giving that option to to hire those it sounds like a nice simple process which is lovely um and uh, is, is there anything that you've like what what are the kind of like um most interesting parts of of running this sort of like sideline business i suppose alongside your day job what what have they been do you think um i mean one of the most interesting ones i mean there hasn't been that many hires at the moment if i'm honest um uh -huh. i need to get a lot better at my marketing um uh -huh. yeah i think it was a guy that actually wanted to hire one from seattle um mm -hmm. so we could uh -huh. arrange basically a delivery into the uk to coincide with when he was going to arrive oh, and it worked really well. yeah. um, because basically i use every and it's not a plug for them at all but it's just it seems to work really well um for example i can drop that off at a local drop-off station mm -hmm. i can then google a drop-off station near where that person is as they move around the uk and away you go all um, oh, right so, so yes because if people are moving you can pick it up from a, a a local shop or whatever wherever they happen to be at the time and stuff like that yeah 
Yeah. So in this case, I had it delivered to a friend of his. And then at the end, he was touring around the UK. And you just say, okay, you just need to find one of the every drop-off stations. You know, the, the um, yeah. career really service cool. is already paid for. And you're done. That's really cool. And uh, I think maybe when uh, Jeff and Abe come over next time, um, we'll uh, have to get them to, uh, they, they could use that kind of system, couldn't they, when they're over here? Yeah, well, Jeff especially, because Jeff really doesn't like to travel with too many cameras. So yeah, right. he, he could hire something, yeah, yeah for, for his yeah for his personal use while he's here. And then, and then yeah, that, that's a really, I, I like that actually a lot. I can see how that would be, because especially with the, the medium format cameras, because some, sometimes they, they, uh, they are a bit big, and, and clunky to, to travel with aren't they I'm not sure I particularly want to travel with a, a Pentax 6.7 and, <laughs> and all the lenses and stuff like that you're trying to get that on carry on with your 100 milliliters of toothpaste is is <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going to be uh it's going to be a little bit tricky isn't it so yeah yeah so to be able to uh to pick one up when you land as it were that's a, mm-hmm. that's a really nice idea actually yeah yeah so and and are the students so and the students are that is that something that you're finding is um is of interest to them? I mean, you mentioned from the from the the, the university. Um, well, basically, what I've done is I've contacted the head of the photography course. Uh, he seems really interested in it. Um, oh, in the intent is in the new year, I'd potentially go and do a tutorial for some of the students there. I mean, I learned on thirty five mil, you know, when I was in sixth form at the back end of the nineties. So I think if somebody had come in and showed me medium format and given me the opportunity to try them out, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'd have probably bit in the arm off. Mm. Um, so yeah, it should be good fun. Sounds uh, sounds very similar to me. It's it's weird, isn't it? I, I, do you know? I'm not entirely sure. I was trying to think when when I used my first medium format camera. I think it might have been when I accidentally bought a, <laughs> a magic lantern uh, from a. Um, from an auction and there was a, a like a, it's it's my rolly flex but it's it's a really old one um and i had also bid on something else um i didn't know really how auctions worked and it <laughs> and i ended up with a huge magic lantern that wouldn't fit in the back of my ka um i had to take apart uh and this box which was basically the the rolly flex with some other bits and pieces it it wasn't a um uh, a fantastically cheap buy unfortunately i'd uh yeah i'd slightly overestimated how how these things worked um so never mind uh but i think that was the first time i actually um got my hands on a medium format camera because when i was at college also you know uh, in the late late 90s um sort of thing it was um uh, it was all SLR, you know, so I was shooting with the SLR really. And then, then we went to digital. So I never had the medium format option at that point. I don't know, but how about you, Aid and Claire? When did you use medium format for the first time? So coming into film photography from digital, mm. um, I think my first camera was a Diana. So, mm-hmm. so I think my first film camera of the of the modern film, yeah, of the of the digital era, if you like, uh, was a Diana. It was either it was either that or a, a a grimy old Nikon that my father-in-law found. But the Diana was right up there as being one of the first, and so and that, and that kind of got me hooked on that. So um, mm. I don't know how many how many medium format cameras do I have now. I have uh, the Reality So Subtle pinhole camera. I have my Chroma Six Twelve. Uh, I have two Holgers. 
I think that's probably it. I think I only have four medium camera, four, four medium format cameras. I only days. have four medium format cameras. Because yeah. the thing is, for you, Aid, you obviously, I mean, I don't know if this is still true, but you didn't really get on with the TLR. Like no, I'm, I I can't I can't make my brain work backwards. Um, and so um, yeah. I I have enough difficulty making my brain work forwards, <laughs> let alone backwards. And 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 so I and I know it's one of those things that if I put in if I put in the hours right, my brain would start would would, would gel with it, yeah. and I'm sure I would have a fine time with the TLRs. But I find photography difficult enough to be honest. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I'm much happier seeing things the right way around. Yeah. Uh, so you know, playing th- things with. Uh, uh, a normal viewfinder rather than a reverse viewfinder mm. um def- definitely is my preference i mean when i shot a bronica i only ever shot it with uh, a viewfinder attached i never used the waist level finder on it um yeah. because uh, yeah yeah as i say it's just when you move one way and the composition goes the wrong way it's like no that is not <laughs> what i was trying to do um how about you claire when did you first same as aid i think the first medium format i ever did was with the diana camera back in about 2007 and then someone got gave me um one of those tlr seagull cameras do you know the ones i mean yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so i I quite like that um and, and that's that's really it but this is quite timely because um as i've said before uh next year i'm looking to do a new project which I want to shoot on medium format. Um, and so I want to do it in lower light and do and, and utilize some light painting in that. So, and I want something that's going to challenge me, you know, is going to challenge me. So I might be coming to you, James, because I will need, um, you know, a medium format camera. And obviously, like you say, they are very, well, some of them are quite expensive, aren't they? Um, so it's, it's about, um, yeah working out maybe which one would would um would suit my project and also do you do you do the cable release um cables with some of them yeah 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 got a variety of cable releases um one thing i'm actually thinking to do as well because i sent a camera up to a friend of mine in liverpool yeah who's really keen on photography but he, he didn't actually know how to load the camera okay so i was thinking about maybe doing some youtube tutorials yeah yeah um but yeah no i mean happy to have a chat anytime um mm. you know whether you want tlr or slr yeah yeah if you mention in light painting i guess you know just try out different things i mean one thing i would say and i, I still find it surprising um i recently reserviced um a yashika for somebody mm. and reskinned it uh, for a guy in canada and the optics on it when i tested it were absolutely amazing but it wasn't that an expensive camera, you know, okay. so you can use a six, seven, obviously fantastic lenses, but it doesn't have to be expensive, I suppose. Mm. Um, you know, mm. it's just interesting to see. I mean, you can, you can pay a lot of money and the lenses can be knackered or you can pay not very much and the lenses can be brilliant. That's uh-huh. true. Actually, that's a good point. Good point. I really like the square format though. Yeah. 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 Mm. I, I think to be honest, it's actually my favorite, particularly um, for doing like portraits of my family mm. and stuff. Mm. Definitely. Well, see, the other thing, because obviously I'm up in Liverpool, of course. So uh, your friend, if they if they need some help with uh, with analog photography, and getting it loaded and getting loaded, it printed yeah. and processed, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll definitely have to uh, uh, yeah connect mm. up over that. That would be great. Um, and uh, I I love also that you mentioned uh, James that alongside the cameras themselves, you you've got the accessories and things that. 
can help because like for somebody like Claire, you know, who's in the midst of exploring how this new project might work, yeah. it gives you a chance to try some options out, you know, rather than solely like, you know, either just putting all your eggs in one basket and going, oh, well, that's the one apparently I'm using. Um, and then you're finding out later on that it's not quite what you were after from it. So it's nice to be able to have that that kind of like option really like hiring hiring is a, is a really it's also a very um eco-friendly way of doing it isn't it you know as well yeah but you've got that option um of trying a few different things um first so um in terms of uh we've talked about you, you mentioned a couple of your like highlights uh james but you also said you know that you were finding it a bit challenging i guess you know from an uh, from an entrepreneurial uh, side of things and marketing was a thing that you mentioned um is that uh, have you found that difficult is that kind of like part of, because you know we're talking about entrepreneurship and the realities of running a business as well as a um any of that that um you found oh <laughs> that's something i'm i'm struggling with or i want to work on a bit more or that kind of thing um i mean i think the thing is i never thought it was going to be easy um mm. although i do engineering for my day job mm. you know i can service most of the mechanical cameras myself which helps and <laughs> really enjoy doing that side of things as well um setting up the website i'd never done that before um Thank God for YouTube is all I can say. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I got there with it. Uh, I think it's the time that you have mm. to put in to do that, to try and do a good job with it. Obviously takes a lot. Um, juggling that alongside a full-time job with two young children. Mm. Um, also for my job, I go away on deployments, which can be good, but you're taking, you know, 12-hour days there easily mm. for extended periods of time. So trying to fit this around that has been challenging. Mm. Um but I met some really nice people through it and I found that, you know, the analog film community is just so positive. People have been really helpful um, and just very genuine as well. It's been really refreshing. Um, That's so, so nice yeah. to hear. Is that how you came across um, Emma, actually? Because obviously she yeah. also mentioned you to me. <laughs> so... Um, Obviously, that's the main place where I started to buy, you know, 120 film from. Yeah. You know, I really like the way that they're, they're marketing things. It's looking really interesting, really positive people that are really supportive. Um, and I just thought, actually, maybe there's a kind of potential symbiosis in that, you know, the more camera exposure people get, then the more film they need, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, so the key thing is I thought, well, if I could offer four price points that are relatively low, having done a bit of market research, then it's attractive to people. Mm. Um, because I'm mindful, you know, if you put a roll of portrait through and you get that developed, that can be quite costly. Um, hence why I tend to do black and white myself, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, well, uh, that's really lovely to hear. And I'm so pleased that you've um, found that, that, you know, the community that we we all also know and love um, is uh, is a supportive one. And it sounds like there's definitely a gap there in the market for people like, you know, ourselves and our listeners who I'm sure will be interested in, in what you're doing, um, James. Um, are there, have you got any kind of like dreams and sort of aims for the future with uh, with Dorset for, um, Vintage Camera Hire, uh, what what is it that you're looking to do next? Or yeah, I think I mean you know I'm lucky enough that I live in a really beautiful part of the country. Um, mm. It's nice coming back to the UK after living abroad and working abroad. And what I'd really like to do is get 
people together down here to do photo walks mm -hmm. but basically offer say five cameras you get five people down here you go on a rotation for the day you get to try out those different cameras mm -hmm. and just have a good time you know um get to meet more people but also you know i genuinely believe that using medium format gives you a lot of flexibility mm. um and i find it interesting following people that do things in a different creative style to myself yeah. um pushing what i could do mm. and seeing what other people do you know and you just get to have some really good conversations with people mm. yeah. and it's that experience isn't it as well that you know mm. is um yeah I've, I've definitely found that it's more about the experience of doing something rather than you know just you know the the sort of like kit side of things or just the higher kind of thing it's about you know who are the people and what are the conversations that you're having and what's the whole experience mm -hmm. of that day like you know which really mm -hmm. makes it something mm -hmm. special um so that's really lovely is there anybody you mentioned inspirations you know from other people uh, that you've had conversations with is there any any that stand out for you anybody that you'd like to mention you know because so, we we all love to soak up new names don't mm -hmm. we um as well um, I mean, you know, you mentioned Emma earlier. She's been fantastic, really helpful person. Um, some of her contacts and colleagues as well, some of the stuff that they're doing is really interesting. Mm. Um, Robert, I think it is, from the London Camera Project. Mm -hmm. He's been a really sound guy and just just nice conversations with people. Um, yeah. I also sell through eBay and, you know, I've met some contacts in Saudi Arabia and Amman. Mm -hmm. And, That's you know, it really is international. Um have you? I noticed earlier you said you you like to do portraits yourself on on, on medium format, James. Have you seen the work of Craig Fre Craig Fleming? Um, uh, no, I haven't. I must. Yeah, admit. Craig Fleming. He does he does um, medium format portraits. I love his work. Um, I, I, I love his style. So if you love if you like portraits in medium format, check out Craig's work. Yeah. Cool. It's Craig Fleming. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't it, Claire? Because. Um, it ties in quite nicely actually yeah. with the very recent um uh, an, an announcement from Ilford um about Kentmere being yeah. in 120 yeah. um and Craig Fleming actually did the um portraits that Ilford uh, nice. had used and analog Wonderland obviously had used in their uh, sort of like demonstration of what the film was capable of yeah. um and they were really beautiful um beautiful beautiful portraits so it's lovely to see that nice sort of like link with the new film stock because clearly yes. there is a, a yeah. need and a want and a, a demand for more medium format uh, films as well. Yeah. So having Kentmere now in in that stable is uh, has got to be a good thing, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, interesting that you obviously brought up Craig's work because yeah. of course it is exactly. beautiful worked. Uh, right, yeah. I, do, I do really <laughs> love his work. So yeah, and so if you like medium format, you <laughs> Yeah. check out craig's work for Definitely. some inspiration um so, thank you james um before we go um it would be nice to know obviously what what the website is where people yeah. can find you what your instagram is what your youtube is anything else so that everybody can um go and sample the uh, medium format delights that you have in store thank you um so the, the website is dorset vintage camera com. it's quite imaginative i know but um that <laughs> sums it up I was thinking actually there's got to be you know how retro and vintage is coming back into fashion um, I thought maybe from a photography side but also from that side it could be attractive to people mm -hmm. um, as yet there's no YouTube 
but my mates keep nagging me to do something. So <laughs> I'll have to come. Um, and then Instagram is the same title. Mm. Um, so yeah, more than welcome to answer any questions or help people with anything. I do your- camera reskinning as well. Um, if you want laser cut, laser cut leather, I can design yeah. that for you. Ooh, excellent. Pimp up the outfits for them. Excellent. I love yeah. it. Well, what's your most popular camera, James? What's the one, what's your most popular um, camera that's um, loaned out? I think the Pentax 67 is one of them. Yeah. Um, but the Yashica 124G. Yeah. Is that I mean, the one personally, I'd go for a 124, but... Sorry, what was that? I was wondering if it's the one that our, our other um, colleague who's abandoned us um, has has got. Is it a 124? Is it I, think, I think I think he has. Yeah, I think yeah. he may have one of those. Yes. Yeah, Thanks interesting that those are those are your uh, your most popular. Awesome. Cool. But yeah. well, listen, James. Um, thank you so much. I know you're very tight on time today, which is why I've tried uh, yeah, to to, um, to to conduct this conversation a little bit more speedily than that we usually would. Normally, normally we <laughs> yeah. luxuriate in in a conversation like this. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you very much uh, for joining us. I'd love to love to stay in touch and keep in keep on track with uh, how it is that you're getting on. Um, and uh, especially do let us know uh, as and when you launch those uh, photo walks because it'd be really good to. Talk, yeah. uh, talk about those on the show. Um, uh, yeah. it, maybe you could come back and join us, or if you're, it, or if you are out and about, maybe you could let us know so that we could uh, let other people know uh, on the podcast yeah. that those things are coming along. Because I'm imagining now phone. walking along the you know, the the promenade yeah. with a with a medium format camera, and, um, you know, taking pictures of the the funicular or of the all the beach huts all in a row there at the bottom of the cliffs and having an ice cream and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, that's that's a good day out for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking around Hangutsbury Head as well. You know, it's some beautiful scenery. Oh, even better, even better. See, local local knowledge, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it's and all about. Some good pubs as well, so that's good. Hey, there you go. So beers and cameras, and uh, yeah, mm. it, it it suits it really does. And um, uh, you can also use. It's also about like utilizing the other sort of like systems that are in place. So uh, Martin created something called PhotoWalk.me. Um, which a lot of us use in the analog photography community. I don't know if it's something you've come across already, James, but um, for our listeners uh, who maybe haven't yet seen that or come across it, uh, it's a free site where basically you can list the photo walks that you're um, going to be hosting um, and then people can sign up so that you get an idea of how many people might be interested or will be coming along and you can have a little chat beforehand. And it's a space to add some uh, information about that particular um photo walk as well isn't it in terms of location and things like that so you can go on photowalk.me and find that and that would be a place to start i reckon that sounds really good thank you no worries yeah great all right well thanks again james and uh i uh, sadly we have to say goodbye here but uh mm. thank you very much <laughs> and we'll see you again soon hopefully take care thanks so much. thank you very much take care bye bye well that was brilliant i love that conversation um and really nice to meet james i think it's great that we have i'm really enjoying this entrepreneur's little series that we're doing um and understanding how people can you know run their businesses and and what they're doing and what drives them their motivation and stuff like that brilliant brilliant find rach yeah definitely definitely something i'm very timely for me as well it's a good service Yeah, 2023 is going to be the year of medium format for you, isn't it, Claire, <laughs> it is. at this rate? Right? You've got it a lot, really lot of big plans. A conversion. 
the conversion. Talking about coming up close to the end of the year, um, should we remind listeners that it's the last call really um, to get your um, cheap, shops, cheap Shots Challenge um, harvest pictures in? to us so yeah yes please do it is definitely time to to send them in uh because we have um yeah just a short while before we will have uh, a super smashing uh guest to come and help judge those so yes yeah (laughs) so if anybody's out there doing their their harvesting or if you shot something uh, a few weeks ago when it was actually harvest time uh and you're now looking for uh yeah you're looking for the opportunity to develop and and send the thing send your photos in um now is exactly the right time to do that and just to uh yeah just to inspire you a little bit uh we have uh an email an email about the sunny, about the sunny, not about the sunny, about yeah. the cheap shots. I, I can't say it either. The, it's, it's the worst <laughs> thing to try and say. The cheap shots challenge. Cheap shot challenge. Um, hey, from, we had an email about the cheap shots challenge. Oh, you're just showing off that you can actually say it. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, and it is from our good friend Billy Sanford. Hey, Billy. Yeah. Hi, Billy. And Billy writes and says, "Hello, sunbeams. Uh, for the theme of harvest, I considered film for." photography in terms of farming making Mm. images seemed to me like working the soil printing and scanning seemed like preparing a meal from the bounty so Mm -hmm. then the harvest must be the developing phase i made this image during a marathon c41 developing session with my trusty vivitar 460pz point and shoot on a roll of arista edu 400 five rolls are shown beginning to dry along with the reels measuring graduates and various developing accessories i am having trouble to read this (laughs) thank you as always for the inspiration billy well thank you billy for inspiring everybody by sending in your submission and and we get to share it so so what have we got here then i can see a sous vide can you see it in the in the corner do i can it's yeah it's sitting there so um i didn't realize that um the billy used one of those but they are uh, really useful for warming the water or you know the surrounding mm. water bath um to get your chemistry to temperature so if, it's, if you struggle with that um that's a way of doing it basically you can use these that are actually made for cooking um but there's a lot of crossover isn't there you know as as obviously billy has mentioned between food and preparation and what have you and also film photography you know working to recipes and measurements and timings and all of those things i think there's a lot of similarities actually what's really lovely actually about this shop because it's basically i think billy's kitchen or utility room yeah i think it's um it's great it's it's so nice like it's such a like I love these kind of shots because it just gives you a, an insight into that moment in time of somebody's, you know, world in their home, in the, you know, wherever they spend time. Um, and uh, there's all the like aprons hung on the back of the door, which makes me think, oh, yes, this these, you know, whoever lives here loves their cooking or is, you know, spends a lot of time. Or their dark room, yeah, or both. Or their dark room, or both, right? Um, it seems like a very familiar 
um, yeah. like seen to me um, as well. And and actually, what's, what's super lovely is that um, because Billy's one of my patrons on um, mm. Patreon, um, and so each month uh, with my patrons um, who are in the Analog Academy level, I do a virtual film development party, and it means that we have people from all over the world who join. Um, I kind of like run the session and we all develop our film at the same time whilst we chat about what we've been out shooting or whether it's a mystery role or if we know what we shot mm. um and so usually the, with the timings um usually billy is um in the midst of like scanning uh, as well or he's or he's just about oh. to then go and scan after he's developed the role of film so i i can now get to see what's happening behind the scenes yeah. of once he's <laughs> actually developed his film i can see where he hangs them up to dry which is so nice so i'm just looking with my eye with my get your hall if you get your best yeah. hall guys on um on. The, is it does does that sign say pantry above I the think, i think it might do you can't door. see the whole world but where but i think it might say pantry <laughs> at the end edge of the photo pantry yeah. or entry Oh right, at the very oh, oh, in the top yeah. right corner. Oh, there is a what? Yeah, there is a. It does say pantry oh, yeah. right in the top. Pantry. I have the benefit of it uh, uh, of having a bigger version on my screen. So yes, um, it does say pantry. You're right. Pantry. Oh, excellent. Good <laughs> stuff. Well, I tell you what. Thank you. Thank you very much, Billy. Uh, hopefully, that will have, uh, have added some uh, inspiration and energy to our listeners to send in their photos as well. Always, always good to to see some of the uh, cheap shots challenge images rolling in. Yeah, uh, yes. absolutely brilliant. And um, uh, I think probably one last thing to uh, to remind everybody about them before we mm. before we go. Obviously, we've talked about Cheap Shots Challenge, but um, there's also the Sunnies as well, yeah. right? So they're going to be coming up uh, soon. We're at the penultimate week for getting mm -hmm. your votes in for the for the Sunnies. So um, we've got uh, um, a whole host of diff different categories that you can uh, vote for and all the details will be in the show notes as well so um like i say i think there's only um well we're they're in the penultimate week now so make sure you get your votes in asap um and take part in in the biggest and best of the sunny uh sunny awards um that we uh, host each year so uh, our annual sunny's awards a time to celebrate all that is awesome about the analog photography community it, it is it is although it does come with yeah. a bit of a health warning i have to get out so some of, <laughs> some of our friends from the sunny 16 um podcast oh, sorry sorry sunny 16 presents podcast channel um naming no names but they may have been a team that recently left our channel and, and decided to make a go of it on their own um i think they they may have come out uh, with a little bit of a competitive streak regarding uh, the sunny's awards <laughs> so staff appraisal uh, well yeah so i wish they'd shown that much energy and enthusiasm when they were on our channel actually yeah <laughs> but then we could have maybe would have had a better staff appraisal perhaps but who knows um but uh yes so there's definitely uh an interesting uh element uh of competition uh in the sunnies that i hadn't expected i thought we were just celebrating and being all community-minded but there you go yeah and maybe that's just my my just just my you know, general niceness and naivety perhaps i don't know 
<laughs> anyway, brilliant. Listen, um, thank you everybody for listening. Um, we have been the Sunny Sixteen podcast, and uh, you know the the nights are dark, and it's a good time to to uh, get on with your winter projects at the moment. So, yes. uh, yeah. you know, enjoy those. Enjoy listening to us in your dark room as you catch up on the hundred rolls of film that you shot over the summer that you haven't developed yet. <laughs> come and join a virtual film development party with me even yeah. better even better um and we will be back next week take care goodbye goodbye, goodbye.